Hello, everybody. We are live uh, just barely at Arrowhead Stadium where it's about five till one. And we're going to break down what the heck just happened uh, on the field behind us. We have a little bit different setup. I guess the uh, folks in the suites tonight had the low tables instead of the high top tables. So we're switching it up. We're cool with it. Um, we have a new face with us tonight. We have Alex Schiffer mm. to my right, who normally covers Mizzou, but he's mm -hmm. pinch hitting for both Vahe and Lynn, so he's a combo right now. Um, eventually, somebody will sub in, but until then, we're just going to have our, our mystery guest. Mm. Um, on the other side of me, I have Sam Mellinger. Um, either I way, either I just, way, I man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then on the other side of him, we have Blair Kirkhoff, who is going to run out of the frame as soon as he gets a chance. But until then, I pulled Blair in here because Blair just wrote a super informative story up on KansasCity.com on the five moments in the final minutes that flipped the Chiefs' victory into a crushing defeat. They lost, of course, to the Chargers 29-28. By the way, nobody predicted that score, so nobody has bragging rights today. Um, I did get close, though, because I said 30 to 24. I couldn't remember my score. Blair, what were your what what were these five moments in well, the final minutes? Let's establish that um, in the last. I forgot what the parameters were. I know what stat you're talking about. The uh, there are a few of them here. There's yes. a, lot, a lot of hyphen zeros. Uh, uh, 88 and 0 uh, for teams that have a 14 point lead in the last five minutes of games this season. Yep. Philip Rivers 0-20 when trailing by 14 or more uh, in the last five minutes of games. And Andy Reid, since 2013, since he was a Chiefs coach, 39-0 with a 14-point lead any time in the fourth quarter. So all that going for the Chiefs. With and yet? The, with a 14-point lead with four minutes to go, and they lose 29-28. I was surprised. I was a little bit surprised by the outcome of this game. So a lot of things went wrong, but key to all of the things that went wrong were penalties. Penalties on, uh, penalties on, especially on defense, but a big one on special teams too on the kickoff return that started them back. Uh, very poor field position, and then the top-ranked offense in the NFL couldn't get, uh, you know, couldn't get a first down when they absolutely had to have a first down. So um, pass interference penalties, uh, defensive holding penalties. Uh, I, I didn't count the number of penalties in the last four or five minutes, but it had to be four or five. And all of them against the Chiefs, all of them were, were crushing and contributed mightily to the downfall tonight. It was Oprah's favorite things, penalty edition. It was. Yes. Penalty edition, exactly. Good Lord, were there penalties. Um, what do you think was the most costly penalty? If you had to pick one, which one in well, your mind? Well, th there are a couple things. Um, the... the uh, Philip Rivers had just gotten sacked, right? Mm -hmm. This was, it was twenty. It was they were at the they were at the ten, I believe. Philip Rivers got sacked. It ends up being the third to last play of the game, and um, uh, the clock is running. Chargers have to use their last timeout, so thirteen seconds to go. They snap the ball from the ten, throw it. Uh, that's where they threw it to the back of the end zone. Uncatchable ball. Was it Mike Williams or who, I forgot who it was? Yeah, it was to Mike Williams. Twenty. Short yeah, middle. but. That was the uh, that was the Fuller penalty. Yes, uh, yes. Kendall Fuller, which uh, all of us in the press box said this got to be offensive pass interference. Looked like he pushed off, right. but Fuller had his yeah. arm, had the other arm, right? And uh, it was Benjamin or, or Williams. I can't remember who it was that went up. And it was so that put the ball at the one. 
Okay, mm -hmm. so that puts the ball at the one with eight seconds to go, and um, and, and, the, and the Chargers get the touchdown. First play. First play Twi touchdown. Twitter thought that was a makeup penalty because uh, the, the play before, Daniel, yes, with like that hit, hit. yes. yes. Yep. Uh, and I thought it should have been called too, and I think for any other point of the game that would have been called, wasn't called then. That's right. Yeah. Right. I had, by the way, I never <clears throat> get voicemails to the work number. I got one like seconds after the game ended. It comes through our email and I don't know who this gentleman was because he did not leave his name, but he wanted to let me know that Charvarius Ward should be cut from the team for that uh, I thought there was a terrible block in the penalty. back, which I mean, that was bad. You absolutely cannot have a penalty on a kickoff return when you're in, in that in that position. And it was going to be a short kickoff return anyway, but instead of starting at the 20 or the 22, they start at the 11. And then Demetrius Harris gets a you know gets a false start penalty. Yep. So Colquitt's punting out of the end zone there. Has a good kick. And uh, the Chargers return guy muffs the punt, but he falls on it, mm -hmm. right? Chiefs lost a, a chance to Felt to like almost like it was going to be like the, the first Chargers game. Right, was a big muff punt yeah. had a, had a, played a big role in that game. So breaks didn't go the Chiefs' way, and they lose a game they absolutely shouldn't have lost. It cost them a chance to clinch the, the West, put the Chargers in the playoffs, and it really does mean that it really means the Chiefs have to win out, I think. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't get a win at Seattle. To and get the one. To get to the, get one. the one. That's right. And win the West and get the. If well, they lose out, the they get the five. Is that right? Well, if they finish behind the Chargers, they finish behind the Chargers. They'll, they'll be the five. Yeah. So there, there you go. And whoever is the one, if it's between these two teams, and and whoever's the five, chances are they're going to play each other in the playoffs. I, I think there's a chance they'll meet each other in the playoffs. Here we go again. So, play for a third time here. Play out in L.A. It could happen. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State, and no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at kansascity.com slash sportspass. losses and playoffs Sam your column was about how this felt like a playoff loss regular season and I had an accidentally prophetic tweet walking into the stadium I kind of wandered around the tailgates for a little bit and I tweeted if you told me that this was a playoff game I believe you 100% just based on the atmosphere and oh I'm really sorry if that jinxed anything but uh here we are um it very much was a home playoff game it's I, I think it's, it's pretty remarkable how closely that script follows you know January against the Titans especially and a little bit um, the uh, the game in Indianapolis a few years ago too with just a you know a blown lead 
Um, although it's it's striking that, that neither one of those were 14 points in the last five minutes, right? Unless all those stats were, were just regular season only. Uh, but th there was a lot going on. Some of these calls were a little questionable. I know Dorian O'Daniel got away with one, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, there was one early. Was that first, second quarter, Daniel Sorensen right, yeah, in the, the end zone? I, I didn't see anything there. That was a basically a four-point penalty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but anyway, you guys know how I feel about talking about the refs. Uh, ballad of the loser, right? Loser, loser. Uh, and, and they – what strikes me, though, is, like, this was a team effort. You know, uh, you win as a you win as a team, you lose as a team, and and I think the the initial, I know at least on Twitter is you know why isn't Bob Sutton fired still? Uh, also that, on our Facebook Live. Yeah, um, which I get right, like just get a stop at some point and you win the game, but the offense has to take at least a share of this blame here mm -hmm. because you know you just brought it up, but. You got the league's best offense, and you have the ball with was it three twenty nine left, something yeah, like that. that yeah. you took over. Mm -hmm. You got to get a first down. I don't care that they were backed up to the eleven. It hasn't bothered him before. Yeah, just you know, get even one first down, but certainly just get a couple if you're the best offense in the league, and you win the game. Like both, it's it striking. Like both units had a chance to win the game, kind of on their own, mm -hmm. right? right. And, and they both failed. Well, and how much do you think not having? It felt like in that situation, that was where Kareem Hunt just, that's totally. where he took over. How much did that feel like that was kind of the missing factor? You didn't have him, and then Sammy Watkins, I felt like, was also, a, a, you could feel his absence tonight. Yeah, I think Sammy Watkins makes a, a big difference with this offense, like beyond the numbers. they just have, You have to defend these guys differently. Um, you defend Sammy Watkins differently than you do Chris Conley. You just do. Um, and, yeah, the, the Kareem Hunt... The, <laughs> I think that is a big deal. And if, if Kareem Hunt was on the field, on the roster now, who knows? Maybe they do win that game. But I guess there's three things that, that hesitate, that I hesitate to, to blame that on. One, um, they haven't always closed those games out with Kareem Hunt, you mm -hmm. know, with the ball on the ground. Two, you know, uh, he's not coming back, right? Uh, and three, yeah. uh, Damian Williams had some nice moments. You know, yes. Damian Williams isn't, you know, some guy they pulled out of the stands. Like, I mean, he – Showed some shiftiness. Uh, ran over um, uh, James, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. One little run. Daryl yeah, Williams yeah. had some decent that, runs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he showed, you know, as as a, a former colleague uh, would say, he showed some juice. And so <laughs> with Damian Williams, I, I just don't think you can blame it on him or on on uh, Kareem Hunt not being there for all those reasons. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sam, what was your biggest takeaway talking with some of these guys about the way that this felt like a, a playoff loss? Was it, what were they saying? You could, I got shut out, shut out of Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes. You were in there though. Yeah. What, what were they saying? Um, it was some of the quotes, some of the things in the locker room were very playoff esque, you know, um, uh, what did Chris Jones say? Um, Not a this lot. is tough. Mentally, this is very tough. Uh, Damian Williams talked about what we just talked about, you know, that, um, you know, keep the ball and you end the game. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. there, there was a, a dejected feeling. And, I, and look, like maybe this is like a reporter kind of like projecting a little bit because I felt like it was the same thing as a Titans game, but it mm -hmm. seemed a little bit similar in that room. Very quiet. Um, you know, no laughs, no nothing. And, and people are going to be mad to hear this, but a lot of times professional athletes, even after losses, it's very next play, and mm -hmm. they will laugh. They will mm -hmm. have, you know, in, in certain Short moments. memory. Um, right. Andy Reid, I did ask, um, 
a question. It was sort of the, 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 the prelude to the question was basically like this felt a lot like playoff losses, you know, how do you move on, something like that. And he seemed to, yep, 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 yep. You know, he mm-hmm. seemed to, like, get it, that yes. this, Which was different. Remember when um, the Chiefs lost to the Steelers? Um, well, sorry, you guys don't. But the sure Chiefs, don't. The Chiefs <laughs> lost to the Steelers in the regular season the year after they lost in the playoffs. And it was, like, almost the exact same game. The, the score was a point or two We've off. We've talked about it, yeah. Yes. Um, and, and after that game, somebody asked Alex Smith, like, wow, this was just like the playoff loss. And he seemed stunned that that would come up, you know, like, no, this was not even close. This was different. Like, it seemed like the guys in that locker room and Andy Reid at the podium, yes, I do get it. This mm-hmm. does feel, you know, very similar. It's, it's like sort of a dry run for the emergency, you know, a dry run for the annual choke. Mm-hmm. And, and now they've got two weeks to see if they can avoid that. Mm-hmm. Is it good that they've had the dry run for the I have no choke? idea. Because, like, if, if um, this is, like, a results-based answer, right? Because if they end up making the Super Bowl, it'll be like, oh, well, they got their choke out of the way. They learned their, their lesson, point. you know, yeah. all that stuff. And if, this situation. Yeah, and if they lose, um, you know, to the Patriots in this building or maybe the Patriots in Foxborough, um, you know, we're going to be, oh, we saw it coming. You know, that, that's a very results-based answer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's good, though. Well, you mentioned the Patriots maybe in Foxborough. I wondered how much you thought, um, just the fact that you know the, lead, the losses before this have been on the road. Mm-hmm. They also been close games, but they've been on the road. They weren't division losses. Yeah. Like is that part of that that feeling that you you know you feel like you got that sense? I mean, Some because yeah. invincibility. Well, mm-hmm. well, I mean, just the right. fact yeah. that you know, I mean, totally. like those, I mean that. I mean, being at home, but they hadn't lost, having not lost in the division. I yeah. mean, like all that just sort of went all poof on one play. I mean, not right. one play, but. Well, even Jason mentions this feels like the first real loss because after the other losses, it Mm -hmm. felt so optimistic. I can totally get where they're where he's coming from on that because, like the other losses, those were games that the Chiefs just simply aren't going to have, or at least had the power to not face again. Um, If if they won today, there was a very very little you know very little chance that they would have to play in Foxborough, right? Obviously, they don't have to play at the Coliseum against that team right. again, you know, on the road. So th- this was the first time that it was sort of like, you know, maybe the, th- the first time they've lost as a favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were like yeah. a four-point underdog. They had to be an underdog in Foxborough. Yeah. So the first time they've lost to a team that, you know, they should beat, mm-hmm. a team that they beat on the road mm-hmm. earlier. I get all that. Uh, you know, it's an in- not invincibility. That was the wrong word. But, you know, the feeling of superiority. I mm-hmm. think is, is dashed. Mm-hmm. You think at all this is, I mean, I'm not trying to be devil's advocate, but, you know, I think part of the problem is that San Diego was the week one opponent, and a lot has happened on both sides since then. I mean, yeah. I think they did great without Melvin Gordon, and I think Phillip Rivers has been in more of these situations than Pat Mahomes. And, I, you know, I thought when they went for the two-point conversion, I, I didn't think there was any way they weren't getting it, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I kind of thought that, it, this isn't on the. This isn't like a bad loss in the sense of they lost to like Oakland, sure. But sure, it sure. is. It's it, a good team. Yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. I think that that's kind of being left a little absent from all this is that they did lose to a team that's ten and three and has a lot more of a veteran presence both on yeah. both sides of the ball right. than yeah. than some of the other teams they've had. The biggest difference um, between 
the Chargers that they lost to and the Chargers that they beat in the first game is Joey Bosa. Mm -hmm. Yes. This was the most, I don't know if the numbers will back this up, but it certainly felt like, I'm curious if you guys agree, the most pressure that Pat was under. Yeah. Um, It seemed like Well, I'd say by most pressure without it being blitzes. Mm -hmm. I would put that caveat on it because remember, I mean, when you look at last week, yeah. last week he got hit 15 times. But, I mean, like, even Mitchell Schwartz during the week was talking about, yeah, I think this week it wasn't that many. I mean, at least statistically. But, like, last week. Five so, quarterback hurries. Yeah. He got, quarterback hits. He got me. hit 15 times last week against Baltimore. A lot of those mm-hmm. were on the blitzes. Like, even, like I said, during the week talking to Mitchell Schwartz, he was like, yeah, you know, it's. Um, you know, Baltimore, it seemed like they were listening like every play. You know, yeah. Where they knew this week it was going to be getting it with four, uh, you know, getting mm-hmm. to the quarterback with four. And he even mentioned, I think he used the phrase, that that's sort of what, you know, basically that's the the model or like that's the, the, the way you do it in the NFL. If you can do it with four, then it lets you do things on defense. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember, just anecdotally, anybody who just sent four and said, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, we're going to put some pressure in. I mean, it probably, I mean, and what, what were the numbers? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Uh, five hurry, right? Five, five hurries. Hurry yeah. Hits, excuse me. Bosa had one. Um, Phillips had one. Melvin Ingram had two. The two that jump out in my mind were the two to start the third quarter, that first drive. Yeah. yeah. They got on in back-to-back yeah. plays. But yeah. Bosa, I feel like Bosa, I feel like Bosa had more than, they said one. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was pretty sure there was two plays, yeah. in, like, back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. I, I think remember, yeah, it was that third quarter. Yeah, I remember quarter. tweeting out, and I was like, somebody going to want to get on Joey Bosa. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they didn't do, he, he kind of had his way with them. He obviously changes the whole dynamic of the line because you have to give him way more attention than, right. than the other three. So, he... He had his way tonight. You know, it's also yeah. interesting, just real quick point. No, um, when the Chiefs had their gotta-have-it offensive possession, it was ended. I know they had the penalty or whatever, but it was ended on third down. Uh, was it Ingram or Bosa? I forgot. Somebody got the sack on the homes on that third down. Right. Of that, that mm-hmm. It was Ingram. And, um, and when the Chargers had their gotta-have-it drive, they didn't get to him, right? Mm-hmm. No, they only got to him. Clean. Yeah. They got to him once in the whole fourth quarter. So, like, they ended up with... I think five sacks. Um, and like 12, twelve quarterback hits. Twelve yeah. hits. Chris Jones but had like, eight quarterback. Chris hits. Jones had a night. <laughs> he <Yeah>. was <laughs> killing Philip Rivers. Yeah. He's gonna be well, so rich. They were killing him in the first half. In the second right. half, they were bruising him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the first half they were killing him, the second yeah. half they were bruising. Because they didn't get him. They got one sack in the second half. So one out of the five sacks, second half. And I think they had nine hits. At halftime, yeah. so they only hit him three times. So you're talking about three hits and one sack after halftime, and they scored 22 second half points. So I mean, that's that's it right there. I mean, yeah. side note before we get to my main point, when Jones had that second sack, we were talking about the money. Did you guys all watch Breaking Bad? I thought of the scene in the storage locker where he like the two guys like lay on the pile of money. <laughs> uh, that was where my mind went after that second Chris Jones sack. What you were talking about, the gotta have it drive for the. Chargers in the end of the, towards the end of the fourth quarter would surprise me, and I'm not trying to – everyone's kicking Bob Sutton tonight, but it was fourth and seven, I think it was, and I thought the Chiefs would have a blitz, but they also didn't drop anyone back. It, was, it wasn't like anything like a nickel package, but it, all, it was just – they kind of – but they didn't stuff the line either for a blitz, and you'd think on a fourth and seven they put somebody back there because it's, it's not a fourth and short. They have to have somebody mm-hmm. – it, it's a long pass if they're going to convert, and they just had nobody, and I think that – I forget what the final 
I think it was a, tw a 17 or 20 yard gain it was that they converted on that. And I, I just thought it was a really weird coverage given the distance. And yeah. I, I, no one would have blamed them if you brought the house or brought a safety blitz or some DB in. But they also didn't drop anyone back to prevent the pass either. Just to me, that was the most questionable, like, what are you doing moment of that whole drive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have some more. We have lots of questions. Let's take a couple. Um, or just read comments because they're also great. Um, this is the first time after a bad loss on my job that I haven't gotten a reader email or voicemail. So I feel I for you, but like. I immediately got some. Uh, I feel for you, but like there's a little part of me that's happy it's not just, me. Just check Twitter. You'll see plenty of Yeah, it's. Uh, you know who we haven't talked about, by the way, which was like the thing going into this game is the fact that Eric Berry uh, started. Yeah. That is, sorry, I know I said we were going to take questions, but then I was just reminded, like, oh, yeah, that. 2-9 did start. Um, we were all trying to figure out how they were going to introduce him. Were they going to do a tribute video? Were they going <laughs> to let him run out at the end of the offense? And then he was, like, mixed in a little bit at the beginning of the video, and then it quickly went to all the offensive starters, and then he ran out on the field with everybody else. Uh, it was like a, a Where's Waldo type yeah, of deal. Yeah, yeah. It was like, really you're all like, like You're all expecting the big, like, the flames coming out right, for him, and everyone right. goes crazy. And then I was looking at my binoculars, and he was just with everyone else. Yeah. I was like, wow, like... Which I would have milked that if yeah. it was the, if you're trying to get the fans riled up and everything. I think it was by design because the last time he came back was a Thursday night game against Denver, and they lost. Uh, so if Eric Berry ever goes out again, he's never going to make his <laughs> debut on a Thursday night. Um, but he, he comes out. He plays a half. Played pretty well. He was crucial. and He blitzed uh, Phillip Rivers on, on that the first, second, yeah, yeah. The first pass play, second play of the game. That leads directly to Steven Nelson's interception which was huge, set up their first score. Yeah. I thought overall he played pretty well. What, what are your thoughts on, on how he did? I thought he looked like a really talented player who hasn't played in a really long time. Um, I thought he had some nice plays. You mentioned the blitz. I thought maybe, at least you know, obviously just on one watch, the most impressive play was down near the goal line. Um, it was unstopped? Yeah, it was mm -hmm. first and goal right, from right, the right. four. And, you know, he kind of does this ninja move around the blocker and, and, and makes a stop either for no gain or one, you know, very short gain. Um, that looked like Eric Berry. And there were times, like, he had a lot of energy, a presence about him. You could just, the way he was um, bouncing around, yeah. he was moving more than anybody yeah. else. And mm -hmm. as uh, Neil just mentioned, did you see how much Barry was directing traffic yes. pre-snap when he was yes. in? Yes, yeah. that was, and that was a lot. Yeah, and I don't even know if they, they showed a replay of that one. There was... Um, uh, in the end zone, um, there's a ball that got thrown, and right before it, uh, I, maybe I only saw it on the one replay, but he was getting after, I think it was Nelson Fuller, about who was who was supposed to be lined up where. Mm -hmm. and you could just see, you know, from the replay that he was, you know, jumping and yelling and pointing, and because somebody yeah. was not where they were supposed to be. And I'm trying to remember if there was a penalty on the, ended up being a penalty. I don't think the pass didn't get completed, but I think there might have been a penalty on the play. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like I noticed that right away because, I mean, and then again, you probably notice it. Who knows if it would have been the same sort of situation? But the two-point conversion play, yep. Clearly, there's miscommunication. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that would he would have fixed that, but I'm just saying like yeah. you notice, you know, yeah. when he was out there in a similar situation, jumping on guys to make sure everybody gets their you know stuff together. Yeah. And then I think that's a huge thing you miss yeah. when he's out. Yeah. There, there were some, there were some bad snaps too. Um, 
you know, oh, yeah. there was a, a oh yeah the Mike Williams down the left side where Ooh. it just looked like he was a step late. Look, maybe that's projecting. Maybe uh, even full speed, he he can't get there. There was another play. Um, you know, was it? It was in the second quarter, I think, uh, where he just kind of got caught in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of came up, didn't know where to go back, and the ball went right mm-hmm. over him. Yeah, right, I think right. that was Tyrell Williams. I mean, the other Williams. There's a Williams. Um, you know, yes. There, there were some. My point is, like, the, you know, it wasn't, you know, a pro football focus grade of 90 in the first half, and then, um, you know, didn't play in the second half. Obviously, they, they, you know, there's there's some rust. Which, how can there not be, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's played three quarters in two years. Yeah. You know. But I like I think there's enough to believe that he can help. Yeah. You know, at the very least. I was a little bit surprised. I shouldn't have been. This is a dumb expectation on my part, but I was a little bit surprised the way they used him. It just seemed like we're gonna let him play until he tells us no. And I thought they might have been a little bit more situational right, about it. Right. And you know, just third downs on tight ends, that kind of thing. I was I thought for morale it would have been good, even if he was out there a, f- a couple plays on the those final drives, yeah. just to right. try to get something going. Yeah. I I, I thought, and again, we don't know the na- you know the full nature of the whole. I mean, they've been pretty quiet about the whole thing, but you'd think. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> that was a beat writer chuckle. Yeah, you'd think that he would want to. I mean, he hasn't been out there in a while, but you'd think he'd want to push it or at least try to get creative in some way to, yeah. to rile up the fans or again give some kind of inspiration. I thought there were a couple plays again because. We just talked about how they had some weird coverages where I think he could have been out there and his presence could have made a difference, but he probably wasn't going to be near the ball that much and, and could have stayed. Yeah. So, and then again, as Lynn was saying, he was directing traffic a lot out there too. So. But when you talk about like that last drive, I mean, like it's, it's either spread it out or condense it. Like I don't think you, like if you say, okay, it's going to be a half or it's going to be a however many snaps and he reaches that in the first half, I don't think you bring him back just totally. at the end of the game because you know yeah. I mean like if he sat all that time then you just throw him in there cold like you gotta, yeah you gotta spread it out you, know? you can't that's fair okay, that's fair you know? I mean and I thought maybe that's what they were I thought maybe they were doing that but I mean once they because it was sort of weird because it wasn't even the full half cause that that last drive right, of the half out. he came that's out right. and he was standing there right behind Bob Sutton we thought maybe he was going to go back in at some point like they were like you know I mean, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's good. He still had his helmet on. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, they're giving him a blow. I was like, you play one game in two years, you get a blow. Right. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, yeah, he's going to go back in, but then he just never did. Mm-hmm. It was interesting asking him about why he chose this week. Um, first thing he was asked was, how close have you been to playing on a number of occasions and why this week? He said, it just felt right this week, just sitting around and talking to my parents and talking to the coaches and the staff. I just felt like it was a good time to come in and get something going. And he said that the fact that there's a 10-day break in between games was also a part of it. But then I asked him if he felt different this week than he had in previous weeks. And his answer was really interesting. He looked at me and he said, not really. I probably could have come back last week, but there was still that hesitation, I guess. I just didn't feel it in my spirit, so I said I would wait till this week. I thought that was a really interesting answer because this, the, the whole moral of this injury or the whole takeaway from this injury is that it's there's been a lot of trust between Barry and the coaching staff and they're going kind of off feel on this. There isn't necessarily a, a scale that you're or a, a concrete thing that you can diagnose to be like, well, it's, he's on at this point on this scale. It's just kind of a fluid thing. Yeah. Um, Sam, were you in the huddle with Barry? No, you were in the huddle too deep for me. <laughs> it got, it got really deep. I was like hanging in Daniel Sorensen's locker trying to talk yeah. to him. Um, but what do you think when you hear that, when he says, I just didn't feel it in my spirit last um, 
I think he's been super cautious. Mm -hmm. And I think the Chiefs have, you know, I don't know about encouraged, but certainly been on the cautious train. And mm -hmm. it doesn't surprise me. I thought that I know that there were people in the building that expected him to play last week against the Ravens. Uh, they thought that was going to be going to be the thing. Um, I, I just I know when people hear that after a loss, the the reaction is screw you didn't feel it in your spirit. You know you feel, you feel it every two or you know you feel it with we your game you, check yeah exactly every yes. week and all that. But I yes. I think this is different. The um, I think he's different, and I, I completely get the the desire to be cautious with this and the way that the chief, chief season has gone has allowed him to be cautious and mm -hmm. so what if he plays against Baltimore he's going to turn around and play on three days rest mm -hmm. or whatever um, you know that would be more games than he's had since 2016 you know that, that doesn't make any sense that's what I think makes this yet. interesting because now they have a 10 day break yeah. I mean what's a reasonable expectation now for Seattle that he goes a full a, game I yeah. 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 yeah I think it has to be. yeah yeah and and they're going to need him too. With the way Russell, uh, Russell Wilson's playing, they yeah. they need him. And that's a bad matchup for them, regardless. Um, it's not great. Which, by the way, plug for next week. We'll be back next Thursday with a full breakdown of the Seahawks game after uh, we are get sleep between now and then. Um, the little bit that we can get. Um, do you think people's reactions would be different to Barry if he'd had that same quote and this team had won? This feels like a yes. duh question. Yes. yes. I yes. just want to say it because People wouldn't even be pointing the finger at exactly. him, which wasn't deserved in the first place. The number of responses I've gotten to the tweet of the video that are just like, he's a baby. Y'all, he beat cancer. Can we just yeah, yeah. With that, uh, I, think, I think he knows what he's talking about. That's what you need to if, if what you're typing with your thumbs Includes, you know, some, you know, Eric Berry's soft or whatever. Like, you need to Lord. Yeah. The app, walk away from your phone. Yeah. Delete yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wonder if, like, you know, because I, I was standing there, too, and the whole spirit thing, I wonder if it was more like, a, um, one, you know, it's the first time we've heard him talk this year. So I'm not sure if that's more just sort of the way he expresses himself. Like, you know, like, he didn't just mean, like, oh, it just wasn't, like, I don't know. I didn't take it as, oh, I wasn't feeling it, like. I just didn't want to. <laughs> I, I took it more as, you know, the, the, the hesitation thing that yeah. he said mm -hmm. was probably the thing that I would hone in on more um, as opposed to, of course, everybody on Twitter is going to jump on the spirit. But, like, the hesitation is like, well, and he never really expanded on that. But, I mean, was that, like, a physical hesitation? Was that a, I don't know if yeah, I'm going to, like, be able to go and, and you know, um, play again that soon after it? Is it, was it the hesitation because... Once he went out there, he wanted to just be able to go like the rest of the season. Like that to me was sort of more yeah. what the thing was, as opposed to eh, I wasn't feeling it. Like I, I, right. I mean, that's without, not yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That, no. that's not what he meant. I, you know, I don't want to speak for him or whatever, but I think what he was saying is, I was ninety percent sure last week, but I wanted to be a hundred. Yeah, right. that's what that yeah. was. And how, considering how long it's been, yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's, that's not yeah. unreasonable. Yeah. So hopefully we get to talk to him again uh, at some <laughs> yeah. point. And we'll, we talked to him for about two minutes tonight in front of his locker. It was chaos, as you would expect. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a great experience. Uh, another guy we haven't talked about extensively is Patrick Mahomes tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. He was pretty spectacular there in the first half, although he <laughs> had – I don't know if we verified this, but he had – 
what felt like a season low in first half yards. Barely had 100. They had 109, is that yes, right? Yes, at halftime. I was trying to think right. of what we're going to call, like, the first touchdown. Like, he, he pretended to throw it out of bounds, and he just whipped it across his yeah. body. Well, it was yeah. weird because where we were sitting in the press box, we heard what we thought was like an errant whistle, and so we thought the play was kind of dead. And then all of a sudden, like, he fakes the pass, looks like the play is dead, and then finds Demarcus Robinson and hits him. Yeah, another reporter accused that that whistle was a text alert from another reporter at their phone. I'm calling. So I'm calling crap. God, that if that's, that's what that noise was. If that's your text, it was alert, too timely for to me to buy any stock in yeah. that. But no, I I thought that was one of. I thought he just like gave up on the playoffs. He's just right. like kind of trotting towards the yeah, sideline, and then he's just standing. like laser beam. Yeah. He, it, and I didn't even. It happened so quick. I didn't realize until I saw the replay twice that he was looking to throw it away mm -hmm. or pretended to throw it away until he whipped it across. I thought he just was almost like giving like a fist bump with the ball because it was just right. a one bam. Right. And, and yeah, I, he. It's just every week there's something else to add to the list. There is, and you talked to Philip Rivers after the game. Yes. What did he have to say he, about that? He was very, you know, I think he kind of broke Twitter with his, like, reaction of just the, uh, like, his it's mouth okay, hanging open. Yeah, I can't. No, well, Facebook Live well no, I, I didn't even, I didn't even, I wasn't going for the curse word. Just, oh. like, I didn't want to look like an idiot with my mouth hanging open. But he just had, like, the, <laughs> the kid drooling almost uh, look. And I asked him, I was like, I, the two things I asked him, I said, you know, did Eric Berry change the way you prepared for the game or, or how you perceive the Chiefs' defense? And he said, no, because we've been playing Eric Berry every year, uh, twice since, he's been, since we've both been there. Uh, but I knew that he changed the way that the rest of the defense felt. I knew there was a trickle-down effect to that. And he said he was very happy for Eric Berry because he's beaten cancer. He's been injured a lot the past two years. He's a great representative of the NFL, given his story. Uh, and and he, he said he was really happy to see him out there. Mahomes, he said he would have thrown six picks if he tried to impersonate Mahomes, which I thought was very – Phillip Rivers hasn't been to a Super Bowl. I don't even think he's been to a conference championship game. But he's still been one of the most consistent – that's right, one. Played, he played with a torn ACL. Yeah. He's still been – he doesn't have a ring or anything, but he's been one of the most consistent quarterbacks of the 21st century, essentially. So for him to say he, he's thought Mahomes is – has a one-of-a-kind arm, pretty much what we've all been saying all year, but for, for it to come out of his mouth and say, like, if I try to impersonate him, I'm, I'm going to put it in the stands or I'm going to have six picks, like... I love that quote. Yeah. They are so different. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. as quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, just the, the, the platforms and the mobility. I mean, Phillip Rivers, even when he was 21, was not, like, mm -hmm. you know, running around, like, gunslinging or whatever. And that, he said that, he said that, as a young quarterback, he says, like, Mahomes breaks kind of all the rules of what they kind of tell you to do before yeah. you get more experience. And he just said, like, pockets collapsing. He's got no problem, like, running around in a circle yeah. until he finds someone open rather than just throwing it away or, or burning it. And he, I, I, thought, I thought given – I had never dealt with Rivers before. I knew it was a good interview, but I kind of had a feeling like he might just kind of, like, brush it aside, like, not knowing he kind of looked, like, weird on TV. And he just – he sang his praises. He thought that – this, uh, he just thought that the stuff he gets away with for his age is kind of breaking all the, the traditions of what of what they're teaching guys. So well, it's even like what we saw in the warmups, the the stuff that he was doing. Yeah. Well, isn't Rivers is I I might be remembering incorrectly. Uh, isn't his old man a coach? Am I thinking of somebody else? I uh, was this old. is why we have computers in front <laughs> yeah, of us. Let's see what I let me see what Wikipedia what says. Where his father, Steve, was the head coach of Decatur High School's football team. Yeah. 
So go, for you go, Lynn. About the uh, you know the rules and all that stuff. I mean, it sort of you know sort of fits if he had an old man who was a coach who was probably yeah. yeah. Like all this freelance and stuff, you know, all this running around. No, no, no. You know, I mean, and I'm trying to think. He played NC State, right? Yes. I don't sure did. Who. <laughs> That's right. Should have asked North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Um, By the way, he calls the postseason, the playoffs, the tournament. Which, like, what the hell? Yeah, you didn't even go to a basketball school. Why is that what you call it? <laughs> well, they're not really a football school, though, either. They're so. more of a football school than a basketball school. I guess lately, the FBI had a saying that too a little bit. That's also <laughs> true. With Rivers, real quick, uh, I lost my train of thought. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so when Vahe and I were staking out Eric Berry uh, coming through the tunnel before the game, Mahomes walked in and Rivers was preoccupied talking to somebody in front of the Chargers locker room. And Rivers completely ditched whoever he was talking to, like ran over to Mahomes and said, you're killing it right now. I can't believe the season you've had. Like, quick little, like, hug and then just showered him with praise. And, like, Vahe and I kind of watched this, you know, there's a 13-year age gap between them. It's not like there's any connection between colleges or conferences or part of the, you know, Rivers from Alabama, Mahomes from Texas. So I, I thought I was very impressed with how, again, I always knew Rivers was a class act, but, you know, he had no, no one would have blamed him if he just kept doing what he was doing, maybe gave a little wave or a peace sign like Mellinger does with me. But, <laughs> um, but I, I was very impressed with how, cl- you know, clearly Patrick Mahomes ha- has a huge fan in Phillip Rivers, and he kind of backed that all up tonight. Mm-hmm. By the way, Neil. Neil has my favorite comment of the night. Uh, Rivers is about to have his ninth kid. Feels like he's trying to field and coach his own football team. Maybe so. Maybe so. Damn. Good job, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Made me almost snort laugh. Uh, That's a lot of college funds, but he can afford it. He can. <laughs> uh, and I had a thought that we were going to go with, and I just com- – Oh, Damien Williams. Um, he played really well tonight. He started. Yeah. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but I had multiple people ask me, should I start Damien Williams in fantasy? And I said, Yes. So I think I should get a cut of all their earnings if they win anything. Um, but he, he, we also got to talk to him for the first time tonight since he's kind of taken up a bigger role with Kareem Hunt out, Spencer Ware out tonight. Um, Dean Williams starts, has two touchdowns, plays really well. It seemed like the tandem of him and Darrell Williams, this, so many Williams, there were four on the field tonight between the two teams, absurd. Um, but it seems like they were working out really well. What did you guys think? Um, yeah, I, I think they've got a player in Damian Williams. I think that you could do worse than Spencer Ware and Damian Williams as your two backs. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely a step down, right, um, from Kareem Hunt, at least from what we've seen so far with uh, Damian Williams. But they can – that's okay. You know, like I, I think what it does is, you know, um, in the draft, you don't feel pressure to take a back in the third, fourth round. Right. You can keep <laughs> drafting – players that play yeah. defense, which is what they still and maybe forever will be. If we could talk about Daryl Williams real quick, too, while Ron Williams, he played at LSU behind Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis. Can we talk about that backfield? It's a good room. And Les Miles got fired that year. Yeah. Like, how can you get fired with three NFL running backs? Because he didn't have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who was their quarterback? I'm trying to remember. Uh... That's exactly. See that that all. Uh, well, that's, that's how that, you got that says all you need <laughs> to know. Yeah. Is, 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 who's the quarterback? Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I don't remember them ever. I mean, like, who was the last guy who they thought was a good quarterback? Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell. Russell. Exactly. 
<laughs> Bad confession, I once got a Jamarcus Russell jersey at Macy's for $2.50. I never worn it, but it's a pretty good deal for an NFL saw, jersey. Uh, at least you didn't even spend $5. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm so glad that you're our guest star tonight <laughs> on Facebook Live so we can have good, interesting facts like that at one Yeah, well, I got to bring something, so. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. We kept stalling, waiting for Vahi to show up, but he yeah. big-timed us, so it's fine. Va this yeah. is now three Per-use. in a row that he's missed. Starting to see a pattern here. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to sign off. We're going to take a long weekend, but that doesn't mean that there isn't going to be good content up on KansasCity.com and in your newspaper every morning. We'll have some fresh stories, some, some follow-ups off this game, and then, of course, we'll be back next week as the Chiefs get ready to play Seattle in Seattle. We'll be on Facebook Live uh, in six days, so hope that you can handle this drought without us. Uh, so until then, we'll see you later.